like you're you're not gonna get you hear like a knock at the door and look for it's like eight bigfoot yeah right. <laughs> you know like, or is that is that too many that's three three bigfoot right just kind of one looking into the into the eyepiece oh god and then the other two in the background like i don't know if anyone's here welcome to hey you know it my name is jaquetta saltmar and i'm here with my co-host katie kasmir hey you know it is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be you can listen to hey you know it on itunes a new episode every monday and here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Right, well, I'm going to kick off them. People, hold on to your butts. This is an all tales, all the time episode. That's right. All scary stories, ghost stories, paranormal. What else? Yeah. This is uh, based, for those of you who have not heard this before, this is based on our segment, uh, Tales from Dirt Campfire, where we retell stories of uh, fake lore, folklore, stories of the paranormal, ghost stories. Um, scary anything. Yeah, and we retell all those things here around the digital campfire, so gather around. Yeah. So what do you have, Jaquetta? Uh, so since we've been on quarantine, I have spent an inordinate amount of time watching um, kind of in search of type documentaries. Okay. So I don't know if you remember in search of, it was um, Leonard Nimoy was the host of it and did the voiceover work, and they would look into different paranormal phenomena like Bigfoot, aliens the loch ness so chupacabra whatever because the know. public demands answers and yeah. so we are gonna well leonard nimoy was gonna find out in the 70s yeah so i've been you know i've gone through everything on netflix that i wanted to watch so i start watching these documentaries and bigfoot is everywhere bigfoot is back bigfoot is huge and the latest theory on bigfoot is that bigfoot is real oh. um he could be a North American primate. We've talked about that theory before. Um, he could be related to humans, but a lot of people are coming around to the fact that maybe Bigfoot is just an alien. Right. You Didn't you send me something <laughs> about um, Probably. It, Bigfoot is really an alien and it, yeah. it comes down to do the aliens like dirty work. They do. Mm-hmm. That's the recon. So there are a couple different theories. Some people think it's an alien species dropped off um, by visitors, but we're not sure why. So it could be that Bigfoot is here to kind of survey the scene and check out what's going on. Although I'm sure they could have come up with a better spy <laughs> than something that has to hide is constantly being hunted yeah. and has been photographed and filmed. I don't know how many times. I mean, there, there are whole shows on Bigfoot. Right. And people can't stop talking about Bigfoot. No, So it's not exactly something that's on the DL, but maybe yeah. that's a part of the experiment. Um, <laughs> And then the other idea is that maybe aliens dropped off the big feet, as it were, and they'll they'll come back and get them later and kind of check in with them, like how'd it go, how were you received? Yeah, he has to do reports. He has yeah. to make pie charts, like everybody else. Even during the lockdown, yeah, he's still, he's still got to log in, yeah, remotely, <laughs> remotely, which is going to be hard. <laughs> he's logging in and he, oh, reports. Yeah. He's Report. doing a WebEx. Yes. He's also like, I better print this stuff out just in case. Right. <laughs> and they're like, well, we want numbers Monday morning. Be ready. Yeah. What's going on? So they also uh, suggest, and these are the Bigfoot theorists, Bigfoot alien theorists or enthusiasts, depending on how you want to call them. They said maybe it's a hybrid. So it's a cross between humans and a creature that exists on an alien homeworld, and that maybe the alien race is trying to reverse engineer human DNA, and Bigfoot was the closest thing they came up with. Oh, God. <laughs> they were trying to make a person, and instead they got this. Well, and, and they're so like, can- you know what, let's just leave it there. You know what? Maybe it's an improvement based on a lot of the humanity that we see out there. Yeah. So big, we, I mean, we've talked about this before. Bigfoot does really have that spirit of like the seventies of letting it all hang out of pride, a free spirit, free spirit of being, you know, one with nature and also being outside the law. Right. So he's got a little bit of that, that a little rebel spirit to him so much in America. He's like right up there with like the, uh, with the seventies, like evil Knievel, like yeah, yeah man, I'm the, just gonna do it. He's the other Duke of Hazard. 
the missing Duke <laughs> between Bo and Luke. They're like Bigfoot. <laughs> I think. You know, and he's just evading the authorities wherever right. he can. So yeah, there are a lot he's of He's been in trouble with the law since the day he was born. Yeah. He Pretty was born much. on parole, basically. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of documentaries and it's what I love about these documentaries and, you know, I'm open-minded. I don't make fun of people for their, for their beliefs around Bigfoot and UFOs around other things. Yes. I'm not as, you know, nice, but it's, it seems very harmless. And when they interview these people, they always ask them a, a straight question. Like, do you believe, um, you know, aliens are coming to earth and, you know, abducting people and having sex with them? And they become very indignant and they say, how could you even say something like that when we all know that aliens don't have genitals? <laughs> it's really <laughs> like well, they're straight face. They're trying to, you know, contradict the misinformation. Well, that is that is uh, go, falls right in line. Like uh, it reminds me of the story of George Lucas and um, uh, Carrie Fisher. And mm-hmm. he said that she shouldn't wear underwear in her Princess Leia costume. And why? she's like, why can't I wear underwear? He's like, because people don't wear underwear in space. Yeah. It's like, it's the specificity of it. Yeah. If they did, it would be a thong. Get back on to the set. Without your panties. Get out there. Yeah. Let's finish. So, yeah, I'm just reporting that the stuff is out there. Netflix and Amazon combined. Like, you could really do a Bigfoot channel. I think that's where the History Channel is going to go anyway. Oh, I think so. That They're would be great. I'd say Bigfoot is the new Hitler. Bigfoot is the new Hitler. In terms of, you know, documentary entertainment. Oh, like um, it, it dominates a certain yeah. um, amount of airtime. Yeah, it does. Okay. And now they've combined it with aliens. And I was theorizing that we should also combine it with a cooking show. I feel like, yeah, it's more like okay. World War II. Like yeah. it's with all the movies and mm-hmm. all the documentaries dedicated yeah. to World War II in general. Bigfoot has the same kind of, you know, cult around it in terms of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what you've been delving into while we're on, on lockdown. This is what I've, I've, I've become, uh, you know, I guess a social theorist, a Bigfootist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm looking into this <laughs> Bigfoot from the point of view of, you know, an entertainment phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, so what do you have? Well, I have a ghost story. Yes, I got it. It's called From, from Your Ghost Stories. So people write in and they, 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 they write their own ghost, I mean, their own experiences. So it's their, their account. Okay. <clears throat> this one is called Spooked While Pregnant. Okay. Well, I think that's really common. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been pregnant, but I'd be fucking freaked out from yeah. day one. So yeah. this the the author is from Texas and okay. it was dated just in February of this year. It was fresh. Fresh story. Okay. okay. My spouse and I just moved into our new space and I found out I was already more than a couple of weeks pregnant. Surprise. I, <laughs> <laughs> I ignored my spouse when he said he was encountering um any paramount normal activity in the place because I actually thought he was making this stuff up. Also when he said you're huge. (laughs) You're making it up. I am (laughs) You look different around the middle section. Is there something? No? Okay. (laughs) He said he was feeling a presence and would hear random noises, but I thought whatever, yeah right. (laughs) Wow. Talk about dismissive. Yeah, I know, right? What a what a marriage. Yeah, whatevs. You, you think you're hearing and seeing things? I don't care. Next. <laughs> then just this past week, I felt something swipe my left foot when the covers over it woke me up. The other day, it actually swiped my left foot again, and I okay. didn't have the cover, so I actually felt it felt like a swipe with a single finger or a stick. I, okay, I'm a little confused now. Is she using swipe in like the Tinder, like with a screen kind of way? No, like her, her foot was sticking out of the covers, and she felt something uh-huh. run across her foot like okay. uh, like a finger or a stick okay weird yeah okay um it was definitely alarming because it reminded me of the first time this because it happened to her twice uh okay. then just tonight not even an hour or so ago my my spouse went outside to have a smoke great yeah. and i was in relaxing on the couch reviewing my pregnancy app when all of a sudden i turned to the window and see that one of the blind pieces was cracked just a peek 
right. And then I kept staring because I noticed I couldn't tell that the blind piece was going up. It was only able to see there was more and more open space between the blinds. Mm -hmm. So something was opening up the, the blinds, the slots. Slowly, I guess. Yes. I instantly called for my spouse outside and he was shocked full of nerves to my stomach. What? Huh? I instantly What's called. Happening? How many people are in this story? Oh, hang on. Here, here we go. I instantly called for my spouse outside and was shocked, full of nerves, to my stomach when he came in, and I even screamed. I'm still spooked now. I know I don't want to live here, pregnant. My body can't handle fighting off any paranormal activity, whatever forces that was. My spouse says he keeps hearing someone make a huffing, frustrated sound, and it's coming from the same window I told him about, and him seeing the blind move up also. So I think the, it's from the future. They're frustrated. <laughs> They're waiting. Yes, the huffing is the impatience. Yeah, like yeah, right. So they're hearing huffing. They both yeah. saw at different times the blinds like peer peek open. You know what I mean? Like okay. separating. You know the Venetian blinds. You could pull them yeah, apart. That's that's one of those reasons I like. I don't have those. <laughs> I don't like those, and it, it reminds me of the. I don't know if you feel this way too, but it reminds me of being a kid and going to someone's house. And they had those awful aluminum blinds and there was always a problem with them. Like there was always one that was bent or they were covered with grime or they made a weird noise or they were sharp. Yeah, they were sharp and you can't open them evenly. They're always off kilter. There was one side is higher than the other. And like nowadays people are kind of hip to like they're dangerous to children. But when we were kids, we could have been killed instantly by a blind. Yeah, right. Wrap that cord around the neck and go. Wrap the cord, get ripped to shreds by the like... The little metal pieces. Yeah, they were bad. Okay. So she signs off by saying, um, so, you know, they both saw this. They've, they're hearing this stuff. And he's, she says, so we're not crazy. We're pregnant. And I don't have time for this. Well, <laughs> at least she started acknowledging her partner. Yeah. <laughs> and his feelings and his observations. So that's a positive thing. Yeah. Man, I don't people, have time for this. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for the paranormal right now yeah so people the comments are they're saying cleanse your house you know mm-hmm. or it's just your stress i don't know i mean it it sounds to me like there first of all this pregnancy was a shock yeah <laughs> okay i think they're still reeling from that change and yeah. then they had a move yeah and they clearly are not in sync with one another and now they're freaking each other out yeah so they're finally like a you know a unit yeah, yes, right? The paranormal is driving them together. I wonder what it is. Have they checked the vents? Yeah, but the thing is now, guess what? Because everybody, this is a recent article. So now they are on lockdown. Oh, no, they're trapped in their houses. Yeah. What about oh, people who no. are trapped in a haunted house and they can't move? This has got to be the worst case scenario for someone like her who just doesn't have time for the paranormal but <laughs> can't get away from it. <laughs> You know, yeah. What if the people are stuck in houses that are haunted? This is like this is like a poltergeist dream come true. So this is why we need to like when a house is haunted, instead of kind of hiding it and things like that, they should just put it on front street and let people know what they're getting into, right? In case they get stuck into it. If these people had known about these blinds ahead of time, there's no way. Right. Sometimes moved into it. Sometimes the blinds move on their own. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, so far. Yeah. Maybe we'll hear more. We'll be here like the curtains were open (laughs) (laughs) all the way. (laughs) Just keep opening. In my mind, this entire their entire drape system is from the seventies now. Oh yeah. I'm imagining like the blinds and then people have the sheer curtains <sighs> and then the drapes over that and that you have multiple pulley systems. Right. <laughs> for the paranormal to work with. <laughs> so speaking of houses that are haunted, um apparently the most haunted house in America, it's in Connecticut, and it's it's still standing. I don't okay. know if there's anyone living in it. Um, but apparently it was one of the houses that an incident from the conjuring took place, Ooh. but the house wasn't featured in the film. Okay. So apparently, so Ed and Lorraine Warren, who we've talked about before, the pair, they were a team of paranormal investigators 
Um, and they would go around and, and look at locations, but they also objects and things like that as well. Right. right. They were, they were also demonologists. So they had a specific, um, they had insight into that particular phenomena as well mm-hmm. as the rest, but they, yes, they believe that a lot of objects can become haunted or like, um, containment units for demons yeah. or spirits. And so, then they have, they collected them and, and kept them at yeah. one point. Yep. They have in them in a museum and they're all locked up. Um, so it's not even like a museum that we really go into, or you can go into it, but then why they, would you? Yeah. The idea is that these things should not be floating around. Yeah. It's like Annabelle. Yeah. You know, or things yeah, like Annabelle's that. Yeah. Annabelle's there for sure. Annabelle. Yeah. So this is a house. It's in Connecticut. I'm, I looked at the picture of it, it, and I think one of the reasons why this house isn't so popular is it just looks like I Tanya, <laughs> like it's just like a basic American, you know, built in the '60s, a starter home. Okay. Aluminum siding. There's nothing you know. exciting. There's no There's features. Nothing exciting at all. There's like some really faded looking lawn ornaments in front. Okay. No, nothing scary at all. But the stories of the house were that people, and they say credible people, such as firefighters and law enforcement. Oh, okay. Saw things like moving furniture, crucifixes flying off the wall, knives being thrown around. Yeah, that's um, not good. All kinds of stuff levitating. Uh-uh. So it's in Bridgeport. And it started in 1968, or the people started talking about the haunting in 1968 when Gerard and Laura Gooden were living in the house with their adopted daughter. For some reason, adopted children seem to bring hauntings. Mm. I feel like in movies. I wonder Um, what that is. Because there's a lot of resentment builds and a lot of... Who knows? Or maybe they had something where they were before and they brought it with them. I don't know. But so while they were living in the house with their adopted daughter, they were telling people they were hearing pounding noises from inside the walls. Doors opening and slamming shut and things shifting in place by 1974 the media shows up um it's getting attention from ed and lorraine warren but also the american society for psychical research and the psychical research foundation which i like to think are rivals (laughs) (laughs) you know all these places are rivals they have the same mission but they need the funding so they're going to discredit each other everyone knows about bfro the bigfoot uh, research organization. I'm sure there's like you know before something. Beefy, There'll be something. We'll start that one. Um, so they were the family was interviewed by the police because the apparently what was going on was freaking people out to the point where the police started doing patrols. Mm-hmm. So they would come by every 24 hours. Again, this is in the 70s, right? <laughs> where the police like, you know what? Maybe there is something going on. So we're going to patrol this. Situation. They have nothing <laughs> else to do also if it's, it's the suburbs. Just, it's Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah. In the 70s. Um, so people started showing up the house, right? Word gets <laughs> out. Apparently someone had tried to burn it down, which didn't work. Oh, it didn't catch fire? It didn't catch fire. And that's when the entity came out to show itself when they tried to burn down its house. And it resembled a large, cohesive assemblage of smoky yellowish white gauzy mist oh wait yeah isn't that just the fire then no (laughs) that's what you say but you weren't there (laughs) but yes an attempt to burn down this house was repelled by a gauzy mist okay um, the house didn't catch on fire. Their reports get even crazier. So they have actual police reports. Uh, apparently they had a cat named Sam that oh. would say things like jingle bells. What? Just He would just say the word jingle bells or say bye-bye. Um, oh, so God. Here's the recorded incident. Oh, God. Um, we gained a copy of a written report by an officer who was presented when the paranormal shit hit the fan. Okay. The most chilling account was when, in his writing, quote, and the cat said to the officer, how's your brother Bill doing? No. The officer looked down and replied, my brother's dead. Then the cat scowled, I know, and began swearing at the officer repeatedly and then just ran off. Oh, no, no. <laughs> No. Well, under what circumstances was the cat brought in for questioning? Did they talk to the cat at the scene? 
who suggested that the cat be interviewed? Why was any kind of, why was anyone taking notes? <laughs> why did he say, why did he engage the cat? Yeah. Was he like, I've, I've interviewed everyone else here. They're like, well, not everyone. <laughs> so apparently, so this is cat's an asshole, right? Um, other events, including a levitating refrigerator and armchair that flipped over. And then one officer who witnessed it said he had to take a leave of absence. He was like, that's it. No, I've had it. I'm going to be. He really thinks it took place. Um, then there were, you know, so the seventies are going, the eighties come along and the people are like, it's a hoax, right? It's the eighties. Everything's a hoax. Nothing is real. Apparently one of the officers at one point said that he noticed the adopted daughter and they keep calling her the adopted daughter. (laughs) Marcia attempting to, you know, casually tip over a television with her foot talking about this place is haunted. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, a lot of people said they saw shady things happening when the adopted daughter, Marcia was not around. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Well, you know, she place. needs her, her time in the sun, too. <laughs> yes. And she admitted, finally, she admitted she pulled the hoax. It was Marsha all along? It was, apparently. But people say that, you know, so Marsha was maybe doing a hoax, but the house was also haunted. Okay. Oh, I don't God. think she pulled off the cat thing. Although, if she did, like, thumbs up. Yeah. You, you know, you missed your How old was Marsha? Doesn't say she's just Marsha, the adopted daughter. I like to think that when they adopted her, she was 14 and she just stayed that age. <laughs> her whole, never <laughs> her whole life. Yes. <laughs> she never aged. She's just looking, you know. Mm-hmm. Or she's like, um, you know, whatever happened to baby Jane. Right. Like she's in her late 30s. But still but dressing. Still dressing. <laughs> like, like an eight year old. In 1974. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my tale. So yeah, the, the house is still standing. Um, it doesn't say if there's anyone living in it or not. I don't even know why this has come up to light now. I'm thinking maybe it's slow news in the paranormal world. Yeah, yeah. You know? I and again, know. I think it's because of the architecture, like you're saying. Yeah, really, it's a very unattractive house. One story, aluminum siding. I don't think people have this kind of door anymore. We did like a metal screen door. Oh, right. With the top half screen and the bottom with a just clear, the faintest attempt of some kind of pattern and iron. <laughs> I know. Remember that? God. And the sound they made and the lock that was on them that, you know, it's a screen door. It's a, it's a joke. Yeah, I, in, the fe- in the 70s, the fact that you could lock a screen door said a lot about what was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, just lock it. It's fine. Yeah. I know 80% of the doors just scream. But just so people know not to come in. They can't come in. You can stay on the other side and taunt them. Mm -hmm. So I have this thing. This happened in June of 2019. Okay. For Um, us, that's fresh. Yeah, this is fresh. So everybody is, you know, the the ring cameras are all the craze. They freak me out. Have you, I've walked by one before and they, some of them in the fancy neighbors, they show you yourself walking by. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I have been. I I once went to someone's door and rang the bell, and then the voice came out of the ring, like "We're not home." I'm like, "Oh, you aren't." (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so people set these up for safety around their house. So this woman, um, this woman, her name is Vivian Gomez. She posted the video that went viral. because she just wanted to know what the heck happened. What is this thing? She caught on camera a clip of a short, scrawny figure with wobbly legs and floppy ears joyously gallivanting down a driveway. Mm-hmm. It could just be a politician. Oh, it, no, it looked like uh, like um, Dobby, the house elf from the Harry oh, Potter. No. Yeah. Really one of the most unattractive things coming on out of cg for a creature on film that thing is gross yeah so now she captures that in her driveway this thing walks up and tries the door can't get in so it turns around and walks away and does a little chicken dance 
and then Excuse keeps me? going. Yeah. And so anyone can Google this. It's like, look up the, the Dobby, you know, look up Dobby uh, um, captured on, on video. So what, people are like, the chicken dance, the chicken dance is when you, um, when you put your hands like near your armpits and you flap your arms like a wing. Ah, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Right. So it could very well be like some kind of hoax, but it's definitely not a person in a costume because the body proportions and the skinniness of the legs, it does not look like anybody dressed up. What do you think it might be? It could be some kind of puppet, but it really is weird. It's Did it have a huge penis? Was it a tokolo <laughs> from South African elf lore? No, there was no, no crotch definition. Okay. But it had two arms, two legs, and then some kind of face. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's... Some people suspect that the video may be doctored, while others say that someone could have recreated this elf-like puppet. If anyone tested it or whatever they do, they would confirm it's not altered. So it's not... But it's really creepy. That's the thing. No matter what... The movement is creepy. creepy. The movement is creepy. The idea that this thing was in the driveway, and she doesn't oh. know what it is. And just so this the whole is what story. I'm saying about these the ring. It's like with anything. Okay, so now you've you got it on film. Yeah. Great. Is that going to stop it from coming back? Yeah. From going around to the side of the house? Yeah. And why did it dance? <laughs> yes, and why did it dance? It was Well, I, I think it was taunting them. Yeah, like Like we we see it as a chicken dance, perhaps they see it as an act of aggression, that move. Yeah. Um, so if it's, it's a hoax, that's fine, but it's the creepy, well done with the hoax because it was, it was scary. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to consider looking that up, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So we, (laughs) in the past, I have self-criticized, um, for not covering enough UFO news. Right. Leaving out ufology. Right. We have, we've been really, we've discriminated against not. uh, Yeah. So we're going to include, we're going to make this inclusive. And so I found this, this is also news, uh, key shaped UFO spotted flying in Massachusetts. And this is my favorite part, comma, expert claims. <laughs> <laughs> like it couldn't just be me, yeah. you know, like an amateur. It couldn't be us. Like Ow. we saw something. It's like, no, an expert. So a strange looking UFO spotted flying over Plymouth County in Massachusetts, according to the UFO expert, I like to call them ufologists. They think it could be made up of alien, multiple alien orbs. And it made, I looked at the video, it's, it's barely in the shape of a key, but it's like a key from, so clearly an older person has seen this thing, right? It's like a key, like a skeleton key shape. Oh, okay. Because a lot of people now, like young people, how many, like, do they use keys for their cars? A lot of people key in. You're right. Keys look different now. Keys, right? The idea of a key is not the... Yeah, it's not the, the same. It's not that physical key that people use, yeah. Yeah. Or even if it is, they look different now too. Yeah. You know, like the keys that we use look like something out of like a, you know, a Vincent Price movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, these modern keys are, you know, a little more... Right, right, right. ...beefed up. So you can see this footage on a YouTube channel called Zeal. That's like, I guess, for ufologists. And the eyewitnesses, they said they saw the object above them. They estimated that it was about as big as a helicopter. But in the video, this thing is so small, so far away. I have no, you know, I I couldn't really, I couldn't really tell. It says it has a circular shape with a caterpillar-like tail. And although the object appeared to be slowly hovering, the eyewitness says it was actually traveling forward at an incredible speed. Oh, um, by the time I got my phone out, the object had already begun accelerating from us, said an eyewitness, while it may be, appear to be hovering and it's actually traveling forward at a great deal of speed, which is exactly what was written in the paragraph before. <laughs> Look, no, inst- <laughs> no just, extra information. Just telling you again to make sure you got it. Yeah, just make sure. Hey, you know what I'm wondering is like this virus, um, is this like making the earth a little more clear for aliens to land. Well, they've got space. Have you, I've seen pictures of the highways. They're empty. Yeah. They've got all these, yeah, they have their own runways now to land. Or maybe there's, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, an alien shows up. They're like, finally we're here. And they're like, shit, it's closed. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
Everything like, is closed. Yeah, fuck it. It's there's nobody out. What are you talking about, dude? Look. No, and the, then they <laughs> they get they're in their ship and they come out and they're walking around. They're like they're all inside. They're yeah, all inside I, their houses. What? No one's no one's coming out. To you know, they're just, they're waving at. They told us to get inside. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It would just be the thing to happen next, right? Alien <laughs> invasion and take us to your leader. And Trump's like, what? You know? What? Yeah. Yeah, he's out. He's the one asshole walking around, yeah, shaking hands. He's like this. This guy with a, a cat on top of him came running out and gave us a huge hug. We didn't know what was happening. We got back on our ship. We fucked right off. <laughs> After we rescued that thing, that animal on his head, <laughs> we were out of here. So I watched the video and. Um, it wasn't really that dramatic. It's really hard nowadays because we know there's so many things like we could put a drone up in the air, you yeah. know, like there's so many things out there that look so much like what a UFO might have been, you know, years and years yeah. ago up there. So I don't know, but I just thought I, re- I would report on it. It's out there. If you want to see the video, um, key shaped UFO spotted flying in Massachusetts experts claim. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Ex- Experts not named, yeah. by the way. All right, what do you have? All right, so it seems that Ohio has a high concentration of paranormal activity. Yeah, why is it? There's like at least four or five portals to hell in Akron, Ohio alone, I think. Oh, really? Like, it's. I always read these articles about portals to hell in Ohio. No kidding. See, there's maybe that's where the portal to hell is where all the mythical creatures are coming out of. <laughs> the entrance to hell is Ohio. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, it could be yeah. because they said there's a, there's eleven. This article talks about it's like a hotbed for cryptozoologists. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the first one um, I, we've reported on it before. It's the Frogman. Oh yeah, the Loveland Frogman. So it's like yeah. some guy in 1955 saw um, saw figures which were about three to four feet tall conversing with each other, and they had leathery skin and the faces of frogs. Um. And other amphibian attributes. Okay. How about, how about? So these are, but these are not reptilian. They were like frogs. Yeah, but they are not the reptilians, the people who are supposedly controlling. Right. The, no, because they the the, rep, the economy. Yeah, the reptilians are the ones in the people suits. Yeah. <laughs> in the people suits. Yes, you're right. Yeah, uh, and then these creatures also had a wand that they waved over their heads. Okay, that's too much. For yeah. Me. So that, that th- takes me away from the realism of these kind of frog people. Yeah. So this, the Loveland frogmen have been repeated, um, have been seen throughout the decades. And the most recent sighting was in 2016. And a young couple was out playing Pokemon Go when they saw that. <laughs> Are they sure <laughs> about that? They should have left that part out. They should have said they were playing something else. Yeah. You know, they saw a giant frog-like creature that stood on two legs and walked towards them. Now, did they see that on their phones or when, when they looked up? Do they even know the difference anymore? And then, I didn't know people played it together. I know, right? I mean, hey, that's something at least. Um, the next one is Grassman. <laughs> it's just like from the seventies. Yeah, it's something. It's like kind of like a Bigfoot. It's, okay, it's um. And they say, have you ever seen three-toed footprints in the national park? Well, it may have been the trail of the Grassman. It's often referred to as the Eastern Bigfoot. Oh, okay. All right. It's a hominid. It's a seven-foot-tall, 300-pound hominid. Okay. You know, I was thinking about just like a big bale of hay making its <laughs> way towards someone on Lover's Lane. Like that Grassman. Okay. It's a Yeti type of thing. Yeah. It's more human-looking, and it's shorter than the classic Bigfoot, they say. Okay. The classic Bigfoot. Yeah. Also, right. now, the Mothman is the next one, but I know it's really um, a Jersey thing, the Mothman. That's an Ohio right? thing as well? It is, but, it, yeah, with the the movie based, was ba- the movie about the Mothman was based about the events that happened in New Jersey. With Richard Gere. And Richard Gere and Deborah Messing, yes. Yeah. Um, but the Mothman is basically this winged creature that's like, looks like a man, but is like winged, and it is a hard Red eyes. Red eyes, it flies through the, the above the trees. It, it's like on the side of the road and flies off, whatever. And when you uh, see it, bad things 
happen. It, or yeah, about it's, to happen. he doesn't make bad things happen. It's a That's harbinger of, of, of a tragedy to come. So it's like, get ready. Yeah. Uh, so the first, the Mothman is also in Ohio. First seen in 1966. Um, and then many more sightings after that. Yeah, it's a flying bird-like creature that would blend in the clouds and fogs. And uh, some of, oh, actually, there are, the stories actually go way back to the Native American people that once inhabited the Ohio Valley River. Okay. Um, and the, it would apparently come out and destroy crops and pluck children from villages. But okay. I don't know if it actually did that. Maybe it, it would warn that these things were happening. Yeah. I mean, that seems more plausible, right? Someone gets a feeling or a premonition or there's just bad stuff in the air. Yeah. And then something um, happens. All right, right. Um, the next one is a Minerva monster. Oh, that's and new for is, me. Yeah, this is another branch of the Bigfoot family tree. Okay. Yeah, so it's a Bigfoot from type Ohio. creature. From Ohio, this time okay. near Minerva. And this monster was spotted in the late 70s. Um, it's seven feet tall, again, 300 pounds. Okay. <laughs> this is seen dead <laughs> covered in fur. Okay, and yeah, so other people um, spotted this um, throughout time. That's yeah. more of a classic Bigfoot size. Mm-hmm. At least seven foot, three hundred pounds. Yes. And then there is another one that lives in the bog called the Cedar Bog Monster, which is a, another kind of Bigfoot. Okay. All right. Then another weird one is called Orange Eyes. Oh, this is also new for me. Is it a Bigfoot type creature? Orange Eyes is a little more scary. Um, It is reported to be more than 11 feet tall with orange eyes. Hence the name. (laughs) It says to have originated in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason that strikes me as funny. (laughs) It's from Cleveland. (laughs) It's a, a 1,000 pound hominid. Wow. Um, okay. Wait. It's eleven feet tall, a thousand pounds. Yeah, it's a big one. This big thing boy. is going to be wide. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's made out of something other than just you know flesh and bones. Yeah. This thing. Is, some locals believe that orange eyes is actually an alien being due to the fact that a, a green beam and UFO were spotted in the area in the seventies. Um, I say, why not put all these things together? Yes. You know, don't be a purist. There's nothing more annoying than those people who are officious. About their UFO and their hominid. So orange eyes. And then there's another um, account of orange eyes somewhere else. But they feel like that was a guy who was like a hermit in the woods. And he had, um, he got reflectors, the orange reflectors and nailed them to a piece of wood. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. Yeah. (laughs) It kept people away. Yes. Yes. Uh, Then there's the Charles Milk, uh, sorry, the Charles Mills Lake Monster. Okay. This is another one from 1959. Um, also Ohio? Yeah. they Out of the water, some kids saw the seven-foot-tall, armless human, humanoid. How is a humanoid, then? It I just know. seems like a, a bowling pin. It seven feet tall. <laughs> no arms. <laughs> I mean, really? And glowing green eyes and massive webbed feet. Okay. That gets personal. Yeah. I had no idea. It's amazing to me because Mar- in my mind, Maryland, Ohio are basically the same. Um, <laughs> really. I mean, I'm from Maryland. When I've been to Ohio, I've been like, this is, have I even left? It looks very similar. And neither of us have like a real city. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of um, basic, <laughs> let's say, some very basic styles of living. Yeah. And a lot of the topography is similar and yet in maryland we have a complete lack of these horror stories yeah we only we had the blair witch and when that came out people in maryland were like what the hell are they talking about we have this legend we had to go look it up ourselves because nobody it wasn't even a thing no it's sort of a thing i guess i don't know but where i'm from too on the eastern shore and people like there are all these like you know a lot of people who are not from the area when we were children would come to the area area and like tell us stories under uh-huh. you know like cultural I don't know you know when they have people coming to the schools they're like we're going to tell you some stories of of the local area and the you know the the witches and the, we're like why don't we know about these stories 
Why don't right. our parents know about them? How come our grandparents don't know about them? Where did you guys get them from? Right. Like, where, where are these coming from? Ohio. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ohio is, is the center. Right? Ohio. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Crosswick Monster. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, according to reports, two young boys were playing in the banks of a small creek when they were startled by a massive snake-like creature. The monster, the monster sprouted arms and snatched one <laughs> of the boys. Unlike that other guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dragging him nearly 100 yards to a massive sycamore tree that was assumed to be its den. Okay. The crosswick monster dropped the child just outside a hole in the tree's bank. Um the other kid fled it was like F it yeah yeah right <laughs> I never liked you Tommy you're a punk the, the 26 foot diameter tree was eventually chopped through by dozens of men from town and when the serpent creature appeared because they, they thought there was a kid in it and they're like let's burn it down so this never happens again okay yeah yeah so the creature reappeared and men noted it was 12 to 14 feet tall wow and the monster escaped the men crashing through a fence before darting into a cavern. <laughs> and then they just gave up. <laughs> These same was... guys who spent half a day chopping down a defensive sycamore tree, right. not willing to go into a mouth, the, a cave with a huge mouth as an entrance. Yeah. So it was described as being 30 to 40 feet long, 12 to 14 feet tall when erect. Huh? Okay. What? <laughs> I know, I'm not going to stop there with that part, but it was covered in scales like a lizard, um, black and white with large yellow spots, um, had a forked tongue, and they said the monster was never seen again. It is remembered as one of the most believable cryptid experiences in Ohio, as more than 60 men claim to have witnessed it. Okay, that's just strange. The description is strange. Yeah, but 60 guys, when they were like, where is this kid? He's in that tree. And they were chopping it down. And this thing came back. That sounds like mass hysteria. Oh. To me. Yeah. Uh, also grief. Yeah. You know, brought on by, by grief and anguish. Right. But I don't know oh, yeah. why they didn't give chase into the cave. Yeah. Maybe that was their cover story. They're like, we got to <laughs> come up with something. Uh, it went into the cave and we were tuckered out. Yeah. Six, 60 of us agree there's nothing that could Six, be done 60 lumberjack yeah 60 agree. lumberjacks say <laughs> i was thinking as in, in preparing for this episode what is some of the because over the past like decade we've talked about a lot of different creatures but i was just wanted to ask you like what are some of the qualities that you found most frightening in a, a cryptozoid or a paranormal entity I, uh, for a cryptozoid, I am not, I feel like we outnumber them. So I'm not as scared of the crypto, of the crypt creature, okay. <laughs> so to speak. Okay. So um, you're like, by cryptozoids, I mean like, you know, the Bigfoot, yeah. Loch Ness Monster, that kind of thing. So that does, I, none of those, none of those creatures in particular, you don't find any of them frightening. Not as much because I feel like. Like, you know, where do, where are they from? They could Ohio. be aliens. Yeah, they're from Ohio. <laughs> so where are they from? They're from Cleveland, from the west side. I just feel like there's not as many of them. Like, they can't all come. And, like, the origins, maybe they are from outer space. Maybe they're okay. from another dimension. They come through a portal, and then they're gone again. Like the So you're saying that they are low in number. and You're assuming they're low in number. And so for that reason, you feel like, meh. Yes. <laughs> I'm more afraid of the, like the scary paranormal stories. Like in, in preparing for this episode, you know, you sift the, we listeners, Jaquetta and I sift through a lot of stuff to try to bring you the best of the best. It literally is like we're in front of the internet is a gigantic sandbox full, mostly of just dung. Yeah. And so, especially on lockdown at yes. night, reading <laughs> yes. this stuff, I mean, <laughs> your imagination runs away with you. So I feel like all of the, the paranormal stuff with the slow build of mm-hmm. something moving to hearing a voice to... It's more plausible than like, you're you're not going to get, you hear like a knock at the door and look for it. It's like eight Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, or is that, is that too many? That's three, three Bigfoot. Right, right. Just kind of one looking into the right. into the eyepiece. Oh, God. And then yeah. the other two in the background, like, I don't know if anyone's here. Yeah. 
was, I was thinking, the reason why I asked is because I was thinking about what scares me the most for the any kind of rep, any kind of representation of a creature, paranormal, cryptid, yeah. or whatever, is having a long, elongated head. <laughs> That freaks me out. Why does what strikes terror in in your heart about a long, I don't elongated know. head? I can't even watch a Ben Stiller movie, you know. But for some <laughs> reason, that feature, like as I'm clicking through, speaking of like Amazon, Netflix, as I'm going through and I'm looking at the the covers of things that I may or may not want to watch. If I see an elongated head, I'm like, next. So, like Al Franken is not your. <laughs> But also creatures as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about human. Uh, and thank you for that, because that is also horrifying. Um, uh, yeah, just having a long head for some reason to me. If I were going to create a creature to try to scare people, it would be like, you know, long head. <laughs> long head. Okay. <laughs> it that doesn't sound thing. scary, but when you see it. Yeah. I don't like the weird voice. Like when that cat was talking, you were talking about that before. Oh, yeah. That's not. But that also the cat was casual and surly. <laughs> so it might be more unnerving for me if, if, if a demonic creature was sarcastic. Yeah. And right. But didn't do anything. Wasn't really threatening, but it was just like a bit of a, like a dick. Yeah. You know, Pretty that much, to yeah. me. And now, now I have to deal with that. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought I'd ask this. That's, you know, lockdown. You know, you're thinking. Uh, so Greg sent us this. Greg, my husband, sometimes he sends us legal hikey. Uh, I told him that we were doing, you know, he's just in the next room, obviously. <laughs> but I, he sent me some a piece for this episode. It is from outer space. Mysterious radio signal from space is repeating every 16 days. Have oh, you heard about this? I heard about it, but I don't know much about it. What is going so it's, on? It's FRBs or fast radio bursts, uh-huh. um, millisecond long bursts of radio waves coming from space. Okay. Oh. So generally, we get these all the time from outer space. You know, a random burst here or there. Mm-hmm. But this one apparently has been repetitive. So that's a little scary because that to me is scary. As long as it doesn't start to count down, we've all seen Independence Day one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like as long as it's like not a hundred and then 99 and then 98, and then 97, I'm okay. All but right. these, these fat, these FRBs, um, they research between September 16th of 2018 and October 30th of 2019, right before Halloween people. Researchers with the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment slash Fast Radio Burst Project Collection, also known as CHIME slash FRB, mm. <laughs> detected a pattern of bursts occurring about every 16 days. <sighs> so over the course of four days, the signal would release a burst or two each hour, and then it would be silent for another 12 days and start up again. That's really that's like the, the timing of that is is very interesting yeah what if it is like just like a planet that is in its own life cycle and it just emits like a wave well that's exactly what they are saying yeah is happening that there is something out there that's orbiting something and it's sending out these bursts so right. they thought maybe it was linked to a small dwarf galaxy like some of these bursts have been you know seen to be emanating from dwarf galaxies and then another one they thought was coming from a milky way type galaxy i see Um, okay so the discovery of this frb is kind of a clue to what it what the object is right so Uh it's something that has a regularity to it Um, i see so they're thinking it could be something coming from another galaxy. Okay. But the interesting thing is, because I don't think about uh, space that much, because there's nothing I can do about it, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm extremely ignorant on the subject. To it's be like quite the weather. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. I understand the weather a little bit more than space, but, you know, not a whole lot. So but I clearly understand space really well because well, I was right. Yeah, you were right. I you, was you, right. You missed your calling. 
<laughs> As a podcaster, you should have been at NASA. I should have, <laughs> clearly. But they think also I might be coming from a neutron star, which is a, the smallest star in the universe, or the remnants of a supernova. So oh. I find this fascinating that we can even theorize about getting information from 500 million light years away. That it's I find staggering. It's staggering, but I like it. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people who's concerned about being alone in the universe because, I mean, I think we're all alone in the in the universe. <laughs> I'm alone in my apartment right now. I'll tell you that yeah. much. But I like the idea of how large the universe can be. Yeah, I find that interesting and for some bizarre reason comforting because now I, you know, it's not my business. I don't have to get involved. <laughs> it's just mind your own business. Yes. It's like, you know, we're really concerned, we, you know, really concerned about everything, but there's, you know, something that's 500 million light years away. That's just carrying on as normal. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. So yeah, so this, this signal is coming through every 16 days. I don't know if they're continuing to, um, to try to map it, but they've got this, you know, a large amount of data from about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty regular every 16 days wow, and they've kind of triangulated where they think it is coming from. But the picture is very Bigfoot-esque. It's like a lot of stars. Most of them are fuzzy and there's a circle around one with an arrow, <laughs> like with this an arrow, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this knucklehead. Yeah. For here is doing it. Yeah. But the idea that we're looking at, um, so the thing that they think may be making the sounds is they say it's about the size of Chicago. Oh, which that's... is, yeah, I don't, I don't, another thing that I'm not really good at conceptualizing, right? It could be from a star that's the size of one of our cities. So what's left of it? I what guess. is, what is the meaning in that though? It's like, something the size can emit this kind of a wave i mean it's i don't think that size has anything to do with it <laughs> quite frankly i have no idea yeah it's just about <laughs> the like, ability to send a signal that far yeah I don't we're know. saying don't judge is what we're saying yeah don't judge with but size. i find it fascinating and also i love these pictures of uh, this i mean things you can do while you're at home right nasa has so much information on their website and a lot of beautiful videos and images of um, the galaxy of the universe oh. that are amazing and are free. Well, they're not free. We're paying for them with our tax dollars. So what I'm saying is look at them. Yeah, please. Right. Cause you, you already bought it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have a look, <laughs> you know, it's like a documentary on Amazon prime. It's like, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I have Prime. Sure, so Bigfoot is an alien in five in a five part series. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, what do you have for uh, like a final uh, tales? Okay. Well, I have here um, from the staff of GQ. Um, <laughs> hubba hubba. Uh, yes, they were asked, um, "What are, What are your ghost stories?" So, and who asked them this? Is like another staff member at GQ. Yeah, so here, I should, should have done that story about shoes and belts. <laughs> yeah, right. But they have they have their own experiences with the paranormal, okay. and so this is one. They have a series of stories, and this is one of the stories. So this is a good example of what you know a typical ghost story from someone who works at a men's magazine. Right. So um, it, this was around 2013. I just graduated from college and was living with my parents again in a house where weird things were always happening. Uh, all right. How it was, did you get the GQ? Wow, what a story. Yeah, it was 3 a.m. and I was working as a freelance video editor editing a lo-fi, very, very bad music video for a local artist on my desk in my bedroom. Hey, now. And my, and, <laughs> some judge. My back was to the bed behind me. My dog, Kovu, a pit bull lab mix, was lying, on, on, lying next to me on the floor fast asleep. After hours of watching the music video over and over again and listening to the same song on repeat for days, I decided to mute the edit as I worked on some of the effects, my headphones still on. And then I heard a click, click. The, la- the lamp next to my bed, which has one of those twist switches across the room, turned off and then on again. Kovu sat up. He was staring directly above the lamp, his eyes fixed. 
But since mm-hmm. I had my headphones on, I thought I had imagined what just happened. Maybe, See, the del- the, maybe the delirium of being awake that late and working on the same thing was making my head spin. I, I, tried- I love this that there's a dog involved because dogs don't let anything pass. Right, right. right? <laughs> and I'm like... Um, I, could, I turned and continued to work, headphones off. Click, 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 off on, off on twice. The dog was growling now. The hair on the back of his neck stood up, and his gaze hadn't moved since the click started. And he's still doing his thing? Yeah. I stared in the direction of the lamp. A chill ran down my spine. The room became cold. I was frozen. I slowly turned and looked at my laptop. Kovu was still growling and slowly got up. Click, mm-hmm. click, 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 off on, off on, off on, off on. Oh, this guy's started... not a writer for the magazine. <laughs> Kofu started barking. <laughs> the light was flicking off and on repeatedly. So I picked him up and ran out of my sister's room and slept on the floor. I <laughs> <laughs> just picked up the dog and ran. Yeah, the next day I moved all my stuff out of that spare room. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. That's all they did. I mean, so... These yeah. are the people in the horror film that I don't care if they get killed. Because if that is your defense against the paranormal, yeah. is just to go to the next room, I really don't have any sympathy for that character. <laughs> I don't. Like, I mean, it's got to be extreme. He's, he's a college student at that time. It's 2013. <laughs> That's what they do. I'll just take the dog and go over here. Yeah. <laughs> was this printed in GQ? I mean, it was online in GQ. Yeah, yeah it's wow. the yeah. Slow fashion week. <laughs> I don't even know what's in GQ. I've actually never read a GQ, so I shouldn't comment. Gentlemen's Quarterly. It's men's fashion. Gentlemen's Quarterly comes out every month. <laughs> <laughs> it's men's fashion. I don't know any men who read GQ. No, openly. I know. I don't, I don't know even either. see it in people's bathrooms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you might if now with the toilet paper shortage. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, GQ. Sorry. And it goes for any magazine, any, any print. Yes. But I suggest the people start, if you can get your hands on a phone book or just regular newsprint, start with that first because today's magazines are made, it's like a clay paper. They're shiny. It might not be the best yeah. situation. Yes. Um, uh. For hygiene. <laughs> So GQ may be best for reading. Yeah. So uh, we are in week. This is our second podcast that we're recording remotely. Last week sounded like we were, it was the last podcast on earth. Uh, This week we've got some better technology. Right. So hopefully going forward. um, We'll continue to improve the the sound. Yeah, we we were not in a bunker last week. We did not (laughs) overreact (laughs) and flee. We're above ground, you know. We're, Everyone's we're, safe and tucked in and we're yeah, all sheltered we're doing, in place. And... We're doing our thing. Our neighborhood has been very uh, quiet. Uh-huh. Seeing people, you know, walking about at a six foot distance, which is, you know, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind either. It's <laughs> totally fine. But um, everybody keep keep yeah. your, everybody keep your distance from each other. Yeah. And That's, I uh, just want to tell people that you don't have to be hyper productive during this time. Yeah. It's okay to, to, to take some time off and to relax. Yeah. I think, yeah. Some time to just kind of breathe and slow down and reflect and, and, and pace yourself, yourself, you know, like this, this might last for a while. So don't do all those projects now. Yeah. Take your, take your time with the projects, stretch things out. Yeah, just uh, yeah. I mean, be do some things. I do mean, something, but take advantage that, of the time. But don't you don't have to kill yourself with it. Yeah, I, I see a lot of people, and I know that you know we know a lot of people who are in the creative community who are busting chops right now to get a lot of stuff done. And I think it's admirable, but I you know I also hope that people take time to to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, and we also want to give a shout out to Funkadelic Studios, who yes. is uh, our main studio that we record out of. Um, right now, they are, you know, obviously closed they're, like they're everybody else. Working, yeah. And their and, interns are hurting. Right, and so if you go to um, the Funkadelic website or, or email them, I know that John, who is the owner, is um, putting together some kind of... Um, doing something to help make sure everybody is fed at least. And she's putting together food bags. 
Um, That's more awesome. to come on that, but if anyone yeah. wants to help that with that, so the artistic community in New York City has something to eat during yeah. this time, that would be I'll really put a great. Link. I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as soon as we receive it, if the link isn't there when the show goes live, as soon as I get a good link, I will add it. Okay. Sounds so, good. Um, listeners, you can click on that and help help them out. Yes. All right. Uh, well, that'd be great. Happy okay. trails. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. 